0: The new year is here, which means it's time to start new habits and make those yearly resolutions. Mine this year was to get healthier and improve my quality of life. Which is why I want to talk to you guys about Noom. Most weight loss plans are one-size-fits-all and don't take into account each person's individual needs, which in turn doesn't really set you up for success. Those workout plans you pull from the internet don't think about your individual dietary restrictions, medical issues, or other personal needs. Noom does all of that before building a tailor-made plan that works for you and your lifestyle. It doesn't try to restrict what you eat and never shames you for wanting to treat yourself. And unlike before, I feel the motivation I need to succeed and none of the frustration that came with other plans. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N O O M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy wherever books are sold. Today's podcast is brought to you by Newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers nearly a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, newspapers.com gives you a front row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code cupofmurder for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code cupofmurder at newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. There were two more murders 15 miles we'll away survive, found yeah, and electricity lines. Uh-huh. described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird <laughs> of- murders. sometimes the facts of the case and who was found guilty just don't add up small inconsistencies or coincidences will give you a pause and wonder did they really catch the guy or was there something missing on September 23rd 1998 a man was executed for a robbery gone wrong murder. And, while he may have been the man who committed the crime, there are some coincidences that will make you go, huh? So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On July 14, 1983, Clarencio Champion, a 59-year-old operator of the Party House Liquor Store in Mercedes, Texas, was confronted by a man who was demanding the store's cash. When he resisted, the man attacked him with a knife. Champion then stumbled out of his store and flagged down a passing car. Thankfully, this car happened to be a police dispatcher. Champion described his attacker while police attempted to stop the bleeding. He was cut on his right arm so deeply that it damaged an artery, and another wound completely crossed the left side of his face. He had two more wounds to his abdomen and another on his throat. After several operations, Clarencio Champion died of septic shock while in the hospital. Though he died days after his attack, under Texas law, the person who set the events in motion that led to his death could be prosecuted for capital murder, therefore it was being handled like a murder investigation. So who did it? Well, an 18-year-old boy named David Allen Castillo Was named a suspect after a footprint left at the scene of the crime matched a print at an entirely different robbery perpetrated by Castillo, a robbery that was similar to the attack that killed Champion. His description also matched the one given by Champion the night of the attack. David had already been arrested on July 25, 1983 for the previous robbery and assault and was serving an eight-year sentence when he became the prime suspect. Upon further investigation of his father's home, police found a bloody pair of jeans and socks. Then, on August 7th, they searched the room that he was occupying at the home of his cousin and his wife, Pedro and Lucinda Garcia. They did not find anything initially. Then, the next day, the police got a call from Lucinda saying that she found a bloodstained t-shirt and two bank bags full of checks and receipts in the hall closet. Pedro also admitted that sometime after July 14th, David gave him $200 in cash. The odd thing was that Pedro himself was also a suspect. He worked across the street from the liquor store and knew Champion and his banking schedule. Not only that, but Pedro was also a former employee of Champion's after working at the store for six to eight weekends. After the shirt and bags were discovered, while already in prison, David was indicted for the murder of Clarencio Champion and the trial began. The critical witness against David was his cousin Pedro, who claimed David came home late that night, and his first words when he entered the house were, I did it. On July 16, 1984, David Castillo was found guilty and sentenced to death. The trial had its own set of issues. According to witnesses, they were not adequately prepared to take the stand. They were not told what line of questions would be asked and his own father stated that he worried he did more harm than good because he didn't know what to say and wasn't prepared. During the punishment phase of the trial, David's siblings wanted to testify to their brother's character but could not afford to travel to Texas. David's lawyers did not ask the court for money to help them make the trip. Who knows if their testimony would have shed some light on their brother's crimes. David Castillo maintained his innocence, even leading up to his execution on September 23rd, 1998. As the injection was administered, David's family yelled and some pounded the glass. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on September 24th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe, and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon, or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again, and have a wonderful day.